This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS. I'm KMOX. Happy Friday to you. Gorgeous day out there. Wow. That's crazy. Bummed. I'm afraid to even say it. Well, but Michael just, said it, right? Michael just did, so it's out there. Okay. <laughs> if you guys missed the news, Michael Calhoun just at the very end uh, said a Cardinals source confirmed that the Guns N' Roses show tomorrow night is postponed. I'm so bummed. Yeah, you were excited. Yeah, I was going to go with my buddy Ben, Ben Boyd, and I was looking forward to it. I, I mean, when, it's postponed, not canceled, so when they come back, it'll be good. We'll, I'll be curious to see like what the what ends up being the reason to somebody sick and yeah. you know, somebody get hurt, whatever. I don't I mean, it's not like uh not like there's always an easy explanation on something like that, but I'm bummed. Well, we have the guitarist for the Pretenders coming oh. in at 1:30 with Jimmy Griffin, so. Well, Got more, still coming in. got more time now. He's got more time now. Yeah, he can, <laughs> he can hang out. But they have a show tonight. So. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's great. Where are they at tonight? Um, Red flag. Red flag. Nice. Yeah, Which he has a band that is opening. Or uh, the Incurables is opening for them. Oh. So we'll get all the cool info. Well, that, that's. I wasn't going tonight, but tons of people are disappointed now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it happens on on big tours. It happens all on a regular basis. But you know, this is. I know that they're not what they were back in the day. Like most, no band is right. Nobody's what they were in at their prime. But they're still. I saw them when they were here last time, and the and Guns was pretty still pretty good. I mean, Axel still struggled a little bit, but just, just imagine <laughs> it's worth it for Slash. Imagine like okay, when we do something, like if DGS is going out, like if we like if it was DGS live, and I'm gonna do my stand up and all that stuff, and we decided we had to cancel. That like that afternoon, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a big deal. And there's so many moving parts. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at least there's people a, flying in from all over the place. That's the bad part is pe- if people are coming in from somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it's a what's it now? It's the show is tomorrow night or was going to be tomorrow night. So yeah, a little bit more than 24 hours is not a lot of time to text Ben Boyd back. Yep, offer him DGS live tonight. All right. <laughs> I think we could fill up Bush Stadium. Thanks. I don't know if we have time to set up the stage. Is the thing. Oh yeah, we you know what? Build, we got to build that thing from scratch every time. Maybe we can borrow theirs. I'm sure it was already. It's already there. Well, yeah. I guess, <laughs> was it? I don't know. I don't know when they get in. They do that stuff really fast. Hmm. Okay. Well, that was news from yeah, Michael Calhoun right there at the sure top. Was. I don't <laughs> see it anywhere else right now. I mean, it's not on the Twitter. So did this you? KMOX scooped everybody. Yeah. Did you know about That's it? That's what KMWX does. Did you know about it before he announced it? Or did you find out when he announced it, Kevin? Because you know things. Yeah. I yeah. kind of knew. No comment. Yeah, I kind of really. knew. 
The he, people in this room knew first. Yeah, we all knew. And then yeah. Andrew got on the intercom and goes, did you hear that, Kevin? And we're yeah. all like, yeah, we already knew. We've known yeah, that for I 18 if seconds. I'm, if I'm being real, I, I knew. What, what did I say it to you guys like? 30 seconds yeah, before Michael. So, I, I mean, yeah, we all find out about the same thing. I didn't time. like his snide little nod that he gave me when I was like, oh, Kevin, did you hear that? <laughs> Kevin was like, y'all, I heard it. I mean, oh, I did. Duh, I already knew. But it wasn't like I heard it four hours ago. It was like 30 <laughs> seconds before Michael said it. So now I guess the biggest thing going on this weekend is Andrew traveling to Peoria to play Pokemon. Oh, my God. Are you guys still doing the... Uh, that's not That's not this weekend. That's the, the bed share? That's the first weekend of October. Well, what the hell is going on this weekend then? This, this weekend's just one here in town. Is it another regional? It's not a regional. It's not, that, it's not that big. Is this a district? It's it's uh it's called a cup. Oh, for the love of God, the Poke Cup. And this, yeah, you guys can't the, just play anything, can you? The, no, they all gotta you have, have to cute. like make up fake awards. They all gotta have cutesy names. Otherwise, <laughs> it's no fun. Kevin, I tell you about the first sports award I ever received. Huh? Sixth grade, uh, we had a little wrestling club, you know, just in sixth grade, and uh, we had a tournament at the high school, and I'd never been to the high school. And so they had all the wrestling mats set up. There were four different mats, and uh, we each had four uh, different uh, uh, matches. And I lost all of mine by being pinned within 30 seconds. And so then I just went out exploring. We're, like, in the locker room and stuff like that. And then we come back, and uh, my coach is screaming at me. And he's like, get out there. Get out there. And so I go out there to get my green ribbon that says fourth place. And, uh, and everyone in the crowd is going crazy. It's like a standing ovation, right? And I'm like, I'm, I'm like... Uh, 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 Han Solo at the end of the Star Wars getting my medal and I'm like doing this I'm doing the Rocky and everything and people are just going nuts they're clapping the, the more I celebrate the, the more they're clapping and I come off the stage or the, the, off the mat and my coach goes you dumbass you got fourth out of fourth place and you were <laughs> late and that's why people they're laughing at you oh no doesn't yeah. matter yeah, and being from South Roxana, everyone else was in a wrestling singlet, and we were in super denim jeans and no shirt. <laughs> well, that's how my that's how my sports career started. So, were you embarrassed whenever you found out they were laughing at you, or were you like, "Oh, any attention's good attention"? <laughs> Interesting question. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Probably 50 50. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because at the moment, it still I felt mean, good, right? I knew I was there when I got pinned. So I knew <laughs> I, wasn't going, I wasn't going to win. I knew how wrestling worked. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I got this. Though. I mean, just, the MVP. Just, just because I wasn't good at it didn't mean I didn't understand the rules. <laughs> I think I have this one. They're cheering for me because I have charisma. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Dave's like, I got the courage award. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one guy, his name is Mike Turkovich, and I was tiny back then, uh, like even for that age. And Mike stayed pretty small, and he was a great wrestler. We we're great friends all through high school. But he was the first guy to pin me really bad. And we laughed about that, like, through school. Just what a dork I was. <laughs> I mean, and, I was wearing jeans, Yeah, for the love of God. Everybody has moments like that, though. Oh. Somewhere, somehow, at some age. He doesn't know. He doesn't know my other story. I apologize. We need to replace Andrew and Rage because they've heard all my <laughs> stories. So <laughs> we still love them, though. Just randomly, we anyone out there them. that wants to take these guys' place, if you haven't heard my stories, you get the job. Uh, <laughs> sixth grade again, right. wrestling again, and uh, the whole like student body is is uh, invited to be there, and our parents are invited to be there, and it's like a thing. 
So Brad Wells, who I talk about a lot, my best friend who's now the police chief in Wood River, was exactly my size, and we always wrestled because we were exactly the same weight. And Brad was twice as good as me, so I, I had a pinning coming up in front of everyone. You see a pattern. But uh, before we go out there, the coach is, like, reading off. He's like, okay, Glover, you're going to wrestle Johnny Milky. Uh, Johnny Milky could barely breathe. And so I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to win. And uh, he had a twin <laughs> sister named Patty, <clears throat> and she was best friends with the girl I was in love with and was going to marry a named Nancy Noel. And so we get out there, and I think the best way to win Nancy is to beat the holy snot out of Johnny Middlekey. <laughs> so everyone else is wrestling like Greco-Roman style, and I'm doing wrestling at the chase. I'm doing like <laughs> pile drivers, and I would get him down, and I would be ready to pin him, then I'd let him back up, and I'd strut around the mat, and I'd <laughs> throw him down again. I'm not exaggerating. I was putting on a show, and... I think at one point maybe people started booing and uh, and then after you were a heel and I and I look <laughs> over like, yeah Dave's like you don't want any of this I look I so I finally pin him <laughs> I put him out of his misery and I look over and Patty Milky is in tears and so is Nancy <laughs> and afterwards Nancy was like you're the meanest boy I can't believe you did that and I was just like again clueless I, I didn't. I couldn't connect the dots. <laughs> but I won. I, I'm tough. Boy, wait, boys are weird. Boys are weird. Yeah. Boys are weird. We don't get things. Yeah. And that's where the whole uniform started because, again, South Roxana, we, we didn't have appropriate attire. And so we were all wearing our blue jeans and our white T-shirts. And the, the coach that night goes, you know what? I think it looks better if you take your shirts off. Which maybe something's going on there. I don't know. But uh, so yeah, so a bunch of sixth grade boys wrestled in front of their parents wearing nothing but blue jeans. That's I think that's weird. illegal in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I thought I was killing it. I really did. Yeah. I'm gonna get my first win and get married in the same week. <laughs> back to back. We can do back right to here back. On the floor. We right. Anyone here, <laughs> Mr. Referee? Can you officiate a wedding? <laughs> I mean, in South Roxana, we're 12. We didn't get married. I don't want to hear any objections from the Milkies. <laughs> you guys can just stay quiet. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Speak now or you know what? Just don't. The worst ass kicking I've ever given anyone in my life. Well, probably the only one. <laughs> I don't have a long. I don't have a long list of ass kickings. So that's like first one out of first out of out of one. <laughs> Pretty much instead of fourth out of four. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know why I said it that way. It's funny. like I have a that sweet sixteen. Days like let's first do our next sweet that. sixteen is the biggest ass whoopings we've ever given out. <laughs> Have you ever beaten anybody up, Kevin? Like, like. <laughs> that was creepy. <laughs> yeah, but not. I never. I don't. I didn't start stuff. What was her uh -huh. name? <laughs> oh, jeez. That's terrible. Let's not go there. Uh, yeah, a few times. Tell us which ones you want. So I'll give you the. I'll which give you. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you a wrestling related one. Um, because they were teammates of mine, and we were friends, and we wound up being friends again after that. But we, when I ran cross country in high school. A lot of times we'd have to go out and do our miles on a practice day, and you get bored, so you stop and you just start clowning around. And we were in the you decided to beat yeah. somebody up. Yeah, no, no, no. So uh, one of the guys, a guy named Chris, uh, he's not listening. Chris Lutz. 
we were goofing around, and he was older and bigger, and I was pretending, or not pretending, I was telling him I'd kick his ass, and we were just having fun, like, playing around. And while we were wrestling, some other dude, Ken Plonka, I think, he comes in and grabs my legs and starts pulling me, which gives me, like, the, the Chris's elbow across my face because I'm not expecting it. So then I fought Ken and beat him up. He was also older, too, though. It was not a younger guy. I know you guys are not doing this, but every time you say someone's last name, it sounds like you're making it up on the spot. Thank I know. You. I, was I, know. Just thinking, I was just thinking. Those what are real guys. Was, he's like, Ken Plonk. Yeah. What he if was, it was people on and the show and first and last names? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, not Sue giving out, like, <laughs> outing people. It's safe on my side because nobody here is gonna, nobody's going to hear it. They're all somewhere else. We had a Weisenberger and a hamburger in in our class. Sounds delicious. Hamburger. Yep. Yum. Was oh my god, I can say was Weisenberger the hamburger helper. <laughs> Didn't you? So you've talked about Nancy Noel a lot on the show. Didn't you run into her one time? Yeah, wasn't she at like an event or something? <laughs> can you not even take a moment <laughs> to celebrate the best joke Kevin's ever said on I the show? I have heard it. It was great. He asked if Weisenberger was the hamburger helper. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I feel like we're not even doing a show now. Yeah. We're just talking. We're just telling stories. It's Friday. Chris and yes. Amy are I ran, I ran into Nancy on probably the most memorable show of my career when I did it from the kickball court at my old grade school. <laughs> and I the, wish I could have been there. Yeah, that that sounds one. great. The entire, yeah, cast, the entire cast of Mystery Science Theater was there. Because I was friends with Joel and those guys, and they were in town to do a show, and they were like, hey, we'll come out. And so there I am with MST3K. In South Roxana. South Roxana. And one of the, the teacher who I had a giant crush on uh, pinched my butt. <laughs> so uh, at this point, I'm pretty sure I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. And, and then Nancy came up. So <laughs> Was she like, please stop talking about me? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but that's been about 15 years, so she may feel that way now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like, please, I'm married. <laughs> If Johnny Milky's still out there, I'm sure by now he could kick my ass. So I let's get him on the show. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my head on a swivel. Johnny Milky's waiting outside the door. <laughs> Rematch. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! My dad wore a suit that night. My mom wore a dress. Nice. And yeah. you wore jeans and no shirt. That's the uniform. That's right. Yeah. It's like Lord of the Flies. Is that the thing? People like people. Everybody likes a man in uniform. 124 DGS. So whichever one of you is going to do my biography, it's not her. Uh, On the break, she's like, didn't you betray Joe Weisenberger pretty bad? I'm like, no. I just remembered the story wrong. That's not a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) I helped the hamburger helper. Didn't you deny him three times before the conference? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure. So you have a story about Andrew. Well, yeah. So Dave was nice enough earlier to offer to order us all global quesadillas. Don't shake your head. You knew this yeah, was coming go, to the no, surface. Go ahead. go ahead. You know I'm in a mood today, and go I feel ahead. like exposing everyone. Um, <laughs> Dave was nice enough to offer to buy us quesadillas today, and I went into the KMOX office, and Andrew was like, all right, help, talk me off the ledge here. There's a quesadilla, and... It's kind of like a calzone. And I said immediately, I said, you're going to be the only one who wants to eat that. Like, Dave and I are just going to want a normal quesadilla. Kevin's bringing his own lunch. Like, just leave the calzone alone. He's like, okay, yeah, good point. We'll just get the normal order. 
couple minutes go by. Our friends Hancock and Kelly come in and they ask if we have any wild plans for the weekend. To which Andrew replies, yes, I'm going to sauce on the side tonight to get calzones. <laughs> and I'm over there like, you wanted a bonus calzone for lunch when you know you're getting calzones tonight? Just a warm-up calzone? Yeah. I told her. I was, like, I was like, I was like, I have an intrusive thought and I, I need help with it. And so I was like, here's what's in this quesadilla. And it's just the ingredients of a pizza. And she immediately goes, no, I don't, I don't want that. Nobody wants that. You're the only person who wants that. And I was like, okay, thank you. This is what I needed to be told before I went off, off book and did something crazy. But you knew you were doing calzones before that. Well, okay. So- or was that the root of the desire to go okay, get calzones what later? What just happened is my favorite part of what's going to happen. It's when Andrew goes into PhD professor <laughs> mode about okay. something stupid. Because you're like, weren't you just going to, you already knew you were going to have a calzone, right? And, and Andrew just does this. First of all, he makes the, if yeah. everyone out there, <laughs> put your hands together like you're going to pray. He makes the steeple. But, yeah. yeah, just but then just your pointer fingers yep. and then press them against your mouth and look overly important. <laughs> yeah, we would love to see him on the stand <laughs> yes i would love to i would love i would love nothing better than to cross-examine andrew nobody's lawyer would ever let me take this he's like was that gonna be your second calzone in like six hours you exist <laughs> well well what you don't understand they're letting trump take the stand in his own defense before they're letting me do it here's the thing here's oh i did it again whoops <laughs> he can't stop he lit- he's literally doing it he's addicted to calzones and doing <laughs> this doing thing. the double point here's the fingers thing. what would be in that quesadilla would be sort of a traditional calzone it would have been pizza sauce it would have been pepperoni uh, uh sausage and like cheese right Thanks for telling us what's in the calzone. <laughs> yeah. Well, because we're so stupid. Well, what I would be getting in my calzone tonight, and what I will be getting in my calzone tonight, is nothing is none of that stuff. None of that stuff would be in there. Because I think I will be going with the the cockadoodle noodle as it's known. Oh boy. <laughs> I have that movie. Is, <laughs> is that the one with mac and cheese in it? Yes. The mac movie? and cheese. No. <laughs> Very different. No, no, there's no I don't I better watch it again to make sure. Uh no, it's got mac and cheese and buffalo sauce and chicken. So none of the traditional calzone ingredients. So I thought, well, what if I tack the sort of imitation bonus calzone onto the regular calzone? Yeah, you're going to inflict it upon all of us. The calzones are good. <laughs> He's right about that. Welcome back, guys. TGS. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, our buddy Jimmy Griffin is here, the very special guest. First of all, good to see you, my brother. It's good to see you, my friend. And uh, introduce us to your friend. I uh, give you the wonderful, beautiful, and talented Mr. James Walburn. He oh, is quite beautiful. What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> very nice to meet you. Very nice to meet you, too. Yeah, what know. a resume, man. Like, what a career. Not like it's over, but like... Well, yeah. thanks, yeah. Oh <laughs> Feels like it's over. Uh, yeah. It's your I, Lifetime Achievement I, Award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know... Yeah, I mean, I'm still going. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this, I've played with some interesting people along the way, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you certainly have. You know? um, so, uh, we announced a show about uh, Guns N' Roses, so we can talk about okay, that. Okay, yeah. You don't have I've to worry heard. about being the one to break it. So. Good, yeah, yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't want that on me. Um, <laughs> no, I just heard. So, yeah, I, I'm really disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. We were really looking Not as much it. as this guy. Mm. This is the biggest <laughs> rock and roll fan you're ever going to meet. I discovered Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Oh, it was you. No, it was me. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, let's see, how old was I? Uh, 16. 
16, so, I, found, I found him. So James' yeah. main gig is being a guitarist for the Pretenders. Amazing. Um, and uh, tonight's your show, correct? Yes, yes. Tonight uh, we will uh, unleash his lordship, which is the name of the band, uh, on the United States, which Love they have it. never played in America before. We have never so. played here, so... It's our favorite place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so we're really looking forward to it. We are. I'm not kidding. That's we're great. Just, we're just, um, you know, and I have a bit of a, a history with St. Louis anyway. So oh, what's that? You know, Tell us about it. Well, I played for a, a while in a band called Sunvolt. Oh, yeah. With Jay. Yeah. Uh, just for, for a, a bit, you know. But So I used to come here quite a bit and we, we rehearse. And Jimmy would, you know, take me around to all the bars and, you know. <laughs> Show me around, if you know what I mean. That's why you like St. Louis, because yeah. Jimmy Griffin introduced <laughs> it to you. He is the guy. Isn't he? He's the guy. I yes, realize he now he's the he's the fixer. <laughs> yes. And so Incurables will be opening. Uh, yeah, it's actually uh, Maximum Effort, uh, who's my buddy Chris Keith's band. Uh, some crazy fun punk rock. Uh, and then we'll be in the middle, and uh, and then uh, his lordship will close it down because I'm not playing after him. <laughs> There's no way. You don't know it yet. Uh, might be. Yeah. No. No. Or we might cancel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Next thing you're headlining everything. <laughs> that was the plan all along, really, it's just wasn't Jimmy. it? Exactly. Exactly. So I just have to ask you guys, since I don't know this, like with with this cancellation, my God, I mean, that's huge. Like all the moving parts and everything, right? I mean, yeah. so that's a very big deal. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea the scope of something that, I mean, that's that's like there's 300 people Beyond, over there working on it yeah. that have nothing to do with Guns N' Roses that right. are just dudes that are putting yeah. stuff together. And, yeah. And now they're taking it all apart. So yeah. So I guess Axel had been not feeling well for a couple of days, so. I guess that's. What that's they're reporting yeah. in the newsroom, yeah. I mean, I called him, you know, I discovered them, right? And then I asked, and that's what he said. So everyone knows the Pretenders, just, but just tell us about the gig with the Pretenders. I mean, that's. Oh, it's good. I mean, I've been doing that for probably, it was scary, like 15 years wow. now. So I was about, I was in my late 20s when I did that i started it and we wrote uh, it's it's great you know me and chrissy work closely together we've written we got an album coming out next week a new album and we wrote that together we wrote the last one together and we've been touring for like the last year yeah. just playing small clubs we've been touring with guns and roses so we'd be, we would play one gig with guns and roses and then do a club somewhere so like last night we played like for I uh, know a Seventh Street entry in Minneapolis, which is like two hundred and fifty people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and so and tomorrow night would have been the Enormo Dome. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's been a really interesting sort of uh, last year or last few months. Yeah. But, um, we're always doing interesting stuff, and she's better than ever. I mean, she really is, and uh, I think the band are better than ever. So obviously different playing Bush Stadium or playing uh, Red Flag or, or, a, yeah. or a smaller club and they both have advantages disadvantages but is there one like when you play the smaller clubs you kind of exhale and go like okay let's just go do it's this. It's kind of your your natural state well my natural state you know we all grew up playing in the sort of club so it's uh, it's kind of my favorite thing. Yeah. Different really, energy. If I'm honest with you it's just that's where it's at for me but you know you don't make much money. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So but, you know, you want to you want to do both things because it's important as, you know, as a band to do it. Yeah. Mm. So when you join a band like the Pretenders yeah. that are so established yeah. and the guitar parts are all established. Yeah. But you got your own thing. You play your own way. Yeah. What was that like? So 
that's an interesting question, really, because the first thing that Chrissy said to me was like, I don't want you to just do what's on the record. I thought, thank God for that. Thank I, <laughs> I mean, I just, I just, I just wouldn't be able to do the same thing over and over. I but yeah. I, uh, so there's certain things that you have to do the same. Like, oh, you know, you couldn't play Black on the Chain Gun without the da 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 bit. In it. Otherwise, people want their money back. That's right. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, but you know, other stuff. You just, she really just wants me to do my own thing, which is, you know, yeah, which was really music to my ears. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I think I've taken I think I've taken too many liberties. I might, I might have. <laughs> <laughs> you start getting the look. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, the wizard. That reminds me. I, I know you're not saying that you, you couldn't have done it because you couldn't have, you didn't have the chops, but mm-hmm. um, so I played drums and uh, McFleetwood, I saw an interview with him one time. And I think it was Lindsey Buckingham probably who was trying to presuming to tell him what he wanted him to do on the bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Mick had to say, I can't do what you want me to do. I can do this, but right. I can't do that thing you want me to do. Yeah. And as a young musician back then, I remember thinking, well, if Mick Fleetwood can't do something, you know? Right. I mean, everyone has. <laughs> maybe like, just didn't want to. Maybe yeah. didn't want to. Maybe That's probably like, knowing that. Hey, lot. Lindsay, you know? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. F off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't you guys open for them? We did. Yeah. We did a lot of shows with Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. I think that was the last time. Yeah, that was when Mike Campbell was with him, right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. He's yeah. about, he's one of your favorites, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's about as good as he gets. Yeah, uh, yeah except for James. Oh, I see. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, obviously, there have been, you know, different levels of meeting people, but was there anyone that you met along the way where you're just like, I just, I can't think of a word to say. I don't know what to even do. I tell you the way that, uh, I mean, it just sounds like name dropping, but I mean, it was Paul McCartney, and it wasn't that long ago. And I sort of, uh, I was at some dinner, and he came around and was shaking everyone's hands. And you sort of go, oh, God, I've got all these questions, but I probably don't want to be, don't appear, uh, yeah. you know, an idiot. So in the end, you just are an idiot because you can't say anything. Because it's like, <laughs> it's a beetle, <laughs> and you sort of, you know, it's a beetle, and that's it. And then he sort of says something, you go, uh, and then he, and he just walks off, and then you sort yeah. of, and then then that's your my. Meeting Paul McCartney's story, which is rubbish. It would be strange being someone like that at that level because you would have so few real conversations. It must be I, so refreshing when someone just... He was amazing. He walked around the whole... I mean, it was a big table of people as well. He just was just totally professional about it and, had, you know, it's like, it was like meeting the Queen or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but he was, he was, I mean, incredible. So obviously you've ended up in a great place career-wise, musically, but go back to when you were 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Where did you think you'd end up as far as musically? Did you have a different vision for what you were going to do? No. I've always thought I'd, I mean, maybe not playing a stadium in St. Louis. Sure. Or I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't know, but always wanted to do this from day one. Yeah. There was no, there was nothing else ever. How did I mean, you... I have to be so honest. Yeah, there's nothing. So Jim and I played together before, and I just hold a guitar. <laughs> I yeah. don't really play it. I just own Telecasters. Yeah. Uh, because when I was in fourth grade and I started taking lessons, I'm like, this is boring. I'm just yeah. going to hold the guitar. Okay. Uh, for you, did you just woodshed it? I mean, were you just that kid in high school who was just, like, not out playing baseball because you're just... You know what? Yeah, I was actually a little bit that that sad bloke who didn't go out to the uh, the pub. And I'm yeah. Sort of in, at home playing along to a record. Yeah, I was for for a time, for yeah. sure. You know, But then, you know, I discovered other stuff and I wasn't 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so another question that will call for you to be immodest, but please do, because like we have a lot of professional athletes and things we talk to, same kind of thing. When was it that you said, I think I got something special here. I, I think I can do this. I don't think there was any, I'm not sure, you know. I mean, I just played for so long. I guess, you know, like I was sort of at school and then I met uh, I met this guy who's in a band and I sort of saw an older guy who played in a band and I played in and I started playing with him. And then we went, as soon as I finished school at like 17, we went over and made a record in Boston, which to me was, I thought I'd made it anyway. You know, it's, I thought I'd made it a long time ago playing in like a tiny club yeah. on my own. That was it. So everything's sort of. Was that the Pernice Brothers? No, it was a guy called Peter Bruntnell. Oh, okay. And uh, we played, uh, we played, actually we played Mississippi Nights a long time ago here. Oh yeah. About 24. Four years ago, or yeah. So it's been, but um, yeah, it's always just been, you know, when I was like sixteen, we I played this this club in London called the Twelve Bar Club, which could fit probably about twenty people, and I thought I'd made it then, to be honest with you. Yeah, in my head, it's like oh, this is just amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's all it's like a relative sort of thing, isn't right? It? But I mean. I just love doing it. It's just I, I can't come. I can't do anything else now. <laughs> when did you When did you start touring over here? I think it's about. Uh, and 19 uh -huh. or something. Yeah. And what's your only, history? Only you last guys, week. How did you guys hook up? Uh, we met because uh, with through Sunvolt, um, I got a call at some point. They said, hey, we're looking for a guitar player for a tour. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And they, they asked for, yeah, they asked for some stuff. And I sent some things. And uh, a couple weeks later, I get a call and they said, hey, that tour is going to happen. And I was like, awesome. Just send me a set list. And they're like, oh, we don't need a, we have a guitar player. And I was like, oh, you, you have a guitar. It was like, what do you want me for? And they're like, oh, we need a, we need a tech. We need a roadie. And I was like, what? Fine, whatever. I needed the money. So I show up and that's when I met James and he was standing there and uh, he had a, uh, an old uh, Firebird in a keyboard case with a towel wrapped around the neck. He had like couple of chords that didn't work and some like a one pack of strings and I was like this guy's a tool man and he looked at me and he, and he goes I'm leaving he's like Jimmy I've got these two amps but I've just got the one lead but I want to use the two amps and I'm like are you kidding me this I still right, don't fine. know how to put that yeah. together <laughs> so, so I asked Jay I was like Jay do you have do you have like a stereo pedal and he's like it's tremolo over I was like, okay, cool. So I hook it up for him. And he's like, oh, Jimmy, it's smashing, man. It's great. I did so, not say that. Yes. <laughs> you were so happy. That's, I think that. And, do you know and, what? I was going to ask you to do it tonight. I still don't know how to do it. And I'm not joking. Because <laughs> now people do it for me. And I still don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. We, so I hook up his rig. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I can't believe they picked this guy. And then, he's, and, that, and then he started playing the guitar. And I was like. Okay. okay. That's what yeah. he does well. Yes. I did do that whole tour on one plectrum. Yes, one pick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So are you, are you a gear guy, James, as far as like you covet certain guitars? I'm not really a gear guy. Huh. No. So I just, just, that's from that story. It hasn't really changed. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I like stuff, but I mean, I wouldn't. I've got, I play mainly one guitar. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Mostly. 
yeah. is my main thing. And I'm, I'm trying to keep away from the pedals as much as possible. He says after having a massive pedal board. Right. But, you know, <laughs> right. I try. I like that. I respect that. Yes. Um, so give us all the particulars for people who... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, tonight, uh, I think the doors are at 7 and... Uh, um, maximum effort goes on at eight. The incurables will be on around nine, and his lordship will be on around ten o'clock. All right, fantastic. Yeah. Sorry about the big show, uh, yeah, but well, uh, yeah, the way it goes. Pleasure to meet we'll you. Thank Pleasure you so to meet much. you too. Thanks, everyone. One fifty-four DGS. Man, I know a lot of rock stars. Um, that was <laughs> a lot of fun. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Really glad we got to meet him. Um, if you haven't heard, uh, hate to be the, the bearer of bad news, but Guns N' Roses, uh, the show has been postponed. Um, Axel hasn't been feeling well. He's sick, so I uh, have to see them at another time. Rach, you have a story, and I think I have one very similar. You go first. Well, I basically feel like I can conquer the world because I got to my car after work last night, and I discovered I had very low tire pressure. Mm-hmm. So this morning, so I like made it home and everything, didn't want to deal with it until this morning. I got up, drove to a gas station and tried to put air in my tire and the air pressure in my tire actually went down. So I don't know what I was doing wrong. So I drove to another gas station. It turns out the first gas station's air pump wasn't working yeah, right. So you're so just the, letting the air out. Yeah. So yep. the second one, I put the air in the tire all by myself and I felt like Rosie the Riveter. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> yes, I can do it. She's like, let me see what's under that hood. Yep. It's How's the carburetor? I'm a mechanic. Here's my version Change Changed the blinker fluid. <laughs> my television looked weird today and single-handedly no one else in the room was able to use this thing called a remote and go to settings, go to picture, change it around, and it looked great. Good and for you. I swear to God, I felt like a hero. <laughs> You're like oh. a hacker. <laughs> yeah. You're like a tech god. I was looking around for someone to be like, is anyone seeing this? He's like, I'm in. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 